0: Hello, so this is part one of my Britney Spears episodes. What happened is I actually recorded this exactly one week ago on the 14th, and I was going to do the entire episode. And what happened is I had ordered food before I started recording, and my food came early, so then I had to stop recording, and I didn't record since that very first segment, which is what you will be listening to if you are dope and actually will listen to this. I feel I've heard it a few times and I feel like I sound a little too passionate at some points in this segment, Um, but that could be a good or a bad thing, depends on how you look at it. And... I also feel like sometimes I was speaking closer to the mic and further from the mic so you may have to adjust the volume a few points um, and a few points throughout listening to the segment thank you again and I hope that this first segment kind of gives you a little clue a little insight into how I feel about what's going on with Miss Spears. And I have more to say, um, things that I learned through my research. So I will get to all of that in future episodes and I apologize. Um, I really should have just put this shit out when I recorded it. And then I was like, No, I don't like it. This is too much of a big issue. I, I need to rerecord it. I was gonna rerecord um, what is you're about to hear right after this. And then I decided this I'm, I'm taking this way too seriously, <laughs> like way too seriously. Do not ever come to the P Valley podcast for perfection. Because if you do, you are in the wrong place. And I think you know that. I think I've made that clear from the beginning. Come here for my opinion. And come here for the opinion of P-Valley fans or other people that I interview. But do not come here for perfection because you are screwing yourself over. Um, so yeah, and unlike what I have been doing, is I'm not going to say when the other Britney episodes are coming or when I'm recording them. I think I'm screwing myself over by giving promises that I'm not keeping. So all I'm going to say is right now it is the 21st of July. It is 3.57 p.m. I recorded what you'll be hearing right after this on July 14th. And then I was interrupted when my Uber Eats came. I ordered from Guy Fieri's, one of his restaurants. I tried it out wasn't impressed. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. So I hope you learned something from part one of my Britney Spears conservatorship episodes. I will be doing at least two parts. It all depends on how long it takes for me to cover this topic. So I ended it by talking about um, Britney Spears meeting Her baby daddy and ex-husband, Kevin Federline, and I will be picking it up from there because I blame Kevin Federline. (laughs) I blame him for her conservatorship. I think he is, um, I don't know, maybe 80% responsible, and I will be explaining that in my second episode, so stay tuned. And I hope you're keeping cool, because God knows I am hot as hell right now. Thank you, guys. I will talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. Okay, so this is the Britney Spears conservatorship episode. I am waiting on my food to arrive, so I just have to throw that out there. Just in case it arrives and I have to stop. Anyway, I have been very passionate about the Britney Spears conservatorship. Passionate to the point where it is very smart that I am only attempting to record an episode about this nearly a month after. It's a good three weeks after Britney Spears' testimony that allows me to be a little more level-headed about what is taking place. And as I said on my last episode, I wanted to just completely not even do this episode because this has been covered. I don't know what rock you're under, but please give me the address for it if you don't know what's going on with Britney Spears right now. And so it has been discussed already, but one of the reasons why I wanted to mention it is because through my research of listening to a few different podcasts, reading the incredible article titled Britney Spears Conservatorship Nightmare, written by the insanely talented Gia Tolentino, and Ronan Farrow for The New Yorker, after I did my research, listening to podcast episodes, reading the article, I learned a few things that I thought were noteworthy that I felt I was not hearing in a lot of discussions. So one of the things that I heard on a podcast is that Jamie Spears, Britney's father, allegedly has a deal with TMZ. And so what that means is he feeds stories to TMZ, TMZ creates the stories the way that he wants them presented on one of the most popular websites in the world. This is allegedly, however, this alleged theory that I heard about on a podcast, makes all the sense in the world. It is important to think about how stories are presented to you, no matter what those stories are. And in Britney Spears' case, if you go to TMZ, nearly every post about Britney Spears ends with TMZ saying, Britney Spears is crazy. So TMZ basically says that This is going to be difficult or this will be challenging for Britney Spears after dozens of medical professionals or X amount of medical professionals say that she has mental problems. TMZ doesn't need to say that at the end of every single article. The TMZ says that at the end of every single article to justify the abuse that Britney Spears has been suffering, which is a very disheartening and evil master plan by her quote unquote father, her biological father. He's clearly that's it. He's not a dad. He's just a sperm donor. So it's like, why can't TMZ just report what's going on without trying to beat us over the head in every single post and say that Britney Spears is crazy they are pushing a narrative that they have been pushing and profiting very heavily from for more than the past 13 years. And so, for example, one of the uh, a glaring example to me of this, and I can't even remember if this was before or after I heard that Jamie has, that Britney's father has a deal with TMZ but one of the, a glaring example to me of the master manipulation and the narrative that they are pushing about Brittany being crazy and her father being in the right is that one of the things that Brittany said in her testimony is that she would like to get married. She also said that she would like the IUD taken out of her and she would like to get married. So let me go in order of those statements. Brittany allegedly or reportedly had an IUD put in her that she did not want put in her. That was something the conservatorship said should be in place so that she could not get pregnant. They don't want Brittany to get pregnant because Brittany is their cash cow and they don't want Brittany to have to pay child support or you know any expenses related to a child. They're trying to prevent that. So I heard that she did not want an IUD put in, but it one was put in. My mind is blown and I will never recover. I try to, I am avoiding an IUD at all costs. I remember one of my girlfriends was saying that she wants to get one and she actually got one. And my dumbass, when I think about it, I never asked her if it was painful, but there are way too many stories about it being very painful. Um, for some people, it's not very painful to get in. And apparently if it's not painful to get an IUD in, it's because you just don't have a lot of nerve endings around where the IUD is put in and placed. Guess what? I'm not trying to find out which person I am. I'm not trying to find out if I ain't got no nerve endings where the IUD goes in or if I have hella nerve endings. I'm not finding out. I don't want anything to do with the IUD. Absolutely not. Hard No, Sounds very painful. So I'm just... It's... It's inhumane to think that Brittany got an IUD against her will and then that IUD can't come the fuck out. So that is obviously a huge problem and that is a part of her testimony that she literally just threw in at the very end but everybody's so disgusted by it. It's vomit-inducing hearing about it. So... Brittany has this IUD she wants taken out, and then she also said that she would like to get married. So then, after her testimony, TMZ came out with a story saying, Brittany says that she wants to get married, but her her boyfriend didn't propose. Okay, that's great. So TMZ is basically trying to say Brittany wants to have something done that her boyfriend doesn't want done which means that a conservatorship is not standing in the way because she ain't gonna get married anyway. It's so despicable to just see how they spun that story. The woman wants to get married and she's under a conservatorship that dictates all of her decisions, all of her choices, all of her movements, if she could be in a car, if her boy boyfriend could be driving the car, if she could have a cell phone, at what she could like decorate her house with. It's so restrictive and extreme. So yes, I believe Brittany when she says that she would like to get married and she can't get married. That makes sense. And I don't give a, it is completely irrelevant if her boyfriend proposed or not. And for her to say she wants to get married and then TMZ saying, well, he hasn't proposed. That also makes her look crazy. Cause it's like, okay, she wants something that her boyfriend doesn't want. That's not going to happen. It's just wrong. We all know he didn't propose. You don't got to put out a whole post about it. We would have already been done. No, if he proposed. So they said that, you know, he hasn't proposed furthermore. Why the fuck would anyone propose to a woman who ain't got no rights? So of course he didn't propose His girlfriend has no rights. And he thinks that they can't get married. Give me a reason why he would propose. That story was so fucked up and unnecessary. She's just saying, I would like my rights. Then TMZ comes out with a story basically trying to justify why she should not have those rights. Something else I discovered through my research is that TMZ also put out a story saying that Britney Spears could get married and that Britney Spears could get her IUD taken out. The conservatorship has nothing to do with that. Again, I don't believe it. But, however, it is true that Britney can get married under her conservatorship. Which is problematic that she's in an arrangement where she doesn't know any of the fucking rules because people are keeping the rules from her. So I heard Gia Tolentino and Ronan Farrow on the Love It or Leave It podcast saying that Sam Ingham, Britney's lawyer who just resigned like last week or the other week, I think it was last week, anyway, he would joke with Jamie Spears that Britney can get married and that she doesn't know that she could get married under the conservatorship and that they are not going to tell her. So there's that. There's that. There's so much corruption in this. It's so, so disgusting and disturbing. Just to know that this is legal and just to know that this has been happening with one of the most famous people in the world. How many other people are being abused like this? I hate that Britney Spears is the face of conservatorship and guardianship abuse. And most, in many States, it's called a guardian, a guardianship instead of conservatorship. But I am thrilled and overjoyed with the possibility that some very serious questions are being raised and a lot of changes might be made to the system. And the conservatorship, um, It also made sense to me as far as what it truly entails and as far as it being this manipulative system where people are conspiring against you and you are completely stripped of your rights. Um, What gave me an understanding of this is the movie I Care A Lot on Netflix starring Rosemond Pike, um, the woman or Gone Girl, the woman who stars as Gone Girl and I Care a Lot is a movie about Roseman basically being Jamie Spears targeting vulnerable elderly people getting her physicians to sign off to say that these elderly people are have dementia, are sick, are inept. She comes in, strips away all their rights, liquidates all their um assets, gets all their money, puts them in a home, gives them drugs, medicates them with what she wants to medicate with them with to keep them docile and so that she could just, her reign of terror can continue and she could go targeting and controlling other people's lives. And she's basically Jamie Spears with longer hair. And so after watching that movie, I truly understood that when you're in a conservatorship, it means somebody controls your life. The end. End of story. And with Britney, all of this came about... Um, After she met a fuckboy, one of the most famous fuckboys of all time, Kevin Federline, a dancer at a nightclub. She met him in the spring of 2004.